Welcome, everybody, to Drop the Gloves. I am co-host Charlie. And I'm co-host Devin. Welcome to a show where we drink beer, we talk sports, and we have all kinds of shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, yes, co-host Devin. I actually would prefer if you don't refer to me as co-host, but I'm, as, I'm, I'm sorry. as Lord, because I have an official <laughs> proclamation. I am officially, for those of you that are listening, you can't see this, but those online that are watching, I have an official proclamation. I am Lord Devin Croner. Now, <laughs> for Christmas, I was gifted the title of Lord. I want to read this to you because okay. it, it makes absolutely no sense and is really funny. Okay. All right. So, whereas Lord Devin Croner, hereafter referred to as the Lord. So, you can also call me the Lord. The Lord. The Lord, yes. <laughs> That's funny for a pastor. <laughs> Has, by way of notice, this 19th day of November, 2022, I didn't get this until Christmas, the first year of the reign of our sovereign king, Charles III. <laughs> I didn't get Elizabeth on that. It'd be oh, worth more if man. I had. Oh, yeah, it would. All right. By the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and his realms and other territories, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. He's got a lot of titles. Yes, he does. I'm just going to skip through some of those. All right. <laughs> Bequeath unto them, me being them, a dedication of a plot of land, precisely one square foot. Where where exactly is this one square foot? In Scotland. <laughs> but but because I now own one square foot of land in Scotland, I have the right to be called a lord. I can put that on my passport. You could possibly run for the House of Lords, too. I don't know. And Parliament. I mean, in the U.S., you have to be an actual natural-born citizen. Well, you don't have to be in Congress. No, not in Congress. Huh. You only have to be a natural-born citizen if you want to run for president. So, my dream of ruling the world could still come true here. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Dedication of one plot of land. All right. And then it gives the measurements. It gives the, the coordinates. But then here's the, here's the fun part. All right. Established titles agrees to dedicate the plot in the name of the Lord on the estate. <laughs> located in Edelston, Scotland, in a place of its choosing, which they just told me, so that's kind of confusing, which may be identified altogether or in part as a larger area and form of a part of a Merkland or eight ounceland's. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That, that's weird. Yeah. Now, this deed is witnessed as follows whereas part of the estate of the plot forms a part that has been identified and set aside in relation to the scheme of the sovereign plots. <laughs> the scheme of the sovereign plots. Established titles in consideration of all the sums due and paid for the Lord. So somebody paid for this for yeah, me. I bought, I, my title was bought, not earned. Uh, of which we acknowledge receipt has bequeathed a dedication in favor of the Lord, his assignees and his accessors, all the whole, but without the rights thereunto over the subjects and successions in the title. So apparently I don't rule over anybody. Oh, man. Nobody, nobody lives on my one-foot plot. Dang. I know. That'd be great if it was right in the middle of Buckingham I'm, or something. Well, the fact that it's Scotland, I mean... Don't ruin it for me. It, it, I'm just saying it's rural. More more likely you would uh, rule over sheep. Yeah, so they sent me an actual GPS location with this. I didn't bring that, but it's it's in the middle of, of nowhere. It is farms. Uh, the Lord hereby 
covenants with established titles that the dedication agreed, agreed upon in this proclamation is for the Lord and their successors in title only, and that they and any of their successors shall not sell the dedication of the plot, more specifically not in such a way that it could be registered or owned in separate titles or in separate ownerships. So, I can pass this lordship on to my children, oh. but I can't sell the plot of land oh. so that somebody else can be the lord. Mm. And as a person who's in real estate, my first thought is, who's going to buy one square foot of land? Oh, wait a minute. Anybody. Wait a minute. Somebody did yeah. for me. So anyway, from here on out, uh, I am co-host the Lord, Devin, here with you tonight. So, Can I just continue to call you Devin for short? Because it's you. Okay, thank you. Whew. I was about to say, I mean, after however many of these, I mean, it, it could get complicated. It could get, it could, the words could slur. I mean, who knows it, what you'll be calling I mean, in. it could be like your royal highness. I mean, that which would be a step up, but uh, at the same time, it could get weird. Or as my wife calls me, the royal pain in the ass. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I don't think I could do that, but. <laughs> it's good because I might have to send my minions. I'm sure there's some ants on the land. Oh, yeah. But anyway, mice. <laughs> so for all of the uh, listeners over the pond, yeah, over in um, UK, you know, you can you can now say that you have heard the podcast with your Lord, the Lord. That's me. Thank you. Hey, thank you. I was like, thank you for gracing us with your with your yeah. presence and I mean, and for right this right. honor, sir. I mean, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's enough bowing. Maybe more later. Okay. So, guys. Beer of the month is the Sam Adams Cold Snap, and then Devin, what are you drinking? Well, I I did bring my root beer, okay, for later, but I have uh, coffee, and I watched your video a couple of weeks ago, I guess now. It was last week. All yeah. right, so of the the bourbon cream, and I watched this, and and you tasting it, and I thought that actually looks really good mm -hmm. so when i got here tonight uh your your wonderful wife mrs drop the gloves she made a, a pot of coffee and uh during the course of this evening i intend to drink the whole pot of coffee and as much of this bottle as i can get away with pouring into this cup because it is really really tasty yes it is like, yes i was expecting it to be good but not but so good yeah but it's not that strong either. I mean, it. But, but it's very rich. It's very rich. That's it. Yep. Very rich. It really adds to the flavor uh, of the coffee. Very. I highly. I I make nothing from recommending this, but I'm telling you, I recommend. Oh this. yeah, so this... I was about to say, guys. I mean, it, it's. I think that was like only twenty five bucks. Oh really? Now now Boone County Cream. I sell houses, so if you want me to give those out as gifts, you you call me. We'll talk about it and work something out. But I'm telling you, it's good stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that was only like 25 bucks. The bottle. That's not bad for that big of a bottle. No, it's not. Plus, when it's empty, you just turn it over and use it as a weapon. Good. I mean, it's a heavy bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's heavier than that Angel's Envy. Then again, we didn't get too much into that Angel's Envy. That, was, uh, that wasn't that good. <laughs> Every now and then you get a laugh. We're 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 trying we're trying new things. That was strike one. Who knows what the next bottle will be? It's going to happen when you try enough. 
And that's what this podcast is all about. Yep. Trying new things. Trying new things. So, yeah. Well, what are we talking about tonight? Well, shenanigans are out of the way. Drinks are poured. So, uh, or popped open. <laughs> um, talk about whatever we want. I mean, this is a sports podcast. This is shenanigans podcast. We can do whatever, talk about whatever. I mean, I when when I asked you to come on, I really did think this is going to be a slow week in sports. I mean, it's the week. It's going to be the week end before the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and so you got the Pro Bowl games going on. Okay, you got the flag football seven on seven flag football flag football. See, I think that is a good idea. It's a good step. It is a good step in the right direction. It still makes it somewhat competitive, but it's not the walkthrough that you would normally see from the Pro Bowl game. Because the last couple of years, it was treated like an expo- exhibition. Nobody wants to go full on. I mean, you're in pads, but you don't want to go full on. Right, that's and the that, thing. You're in pads, and it's flag football. And that, so, well, I mean... I, I think it's a better idea to do seven on seven than do like eleven on eleven. You're in pads and everybody's going like twenty five percent or whatever. It's like make it look real, make it look real. That's the one thing about this this version of the All Star game that the NFL has is it's really it's not usually a very enjoyable game. Now I do like the whole skills competition thing mm. that they have where it's NFC versus AFC mm. and it's a points thing and whoever has the most points at the end of each event or whatever, essentially wins that event. And then mm-hmm. you can say which uh, side of the league is better right. after all that. And I like that. That's probably the best thing to do. You don't really need to play like a flag football game. And with that, did you see who won the, the skills competition for the passing? No, I did not see that. Derek Carr. Uh, so here he is. He shows up. No Raiders gear on whatsoever. Uh, no. Because he's kind of got a dispute going. They, well, he he wants he, he wants out. Yeah. Well, they benched him. I mean, they don't want him anymore. But they owe him forty million dollars. Mm. So he can't. He's he's stuck until they either release him or trade him. And he's hoping for a trade. And he's he's wanting out where he can go somewhere and play. They're basically done with him. But he shows up representing them wearing just generic NFL gear. Yeah. Yeah, it was like he was in a red AFC jersey or something. I mean, no Raiders, nothing. Talk about throwing shade. Yeah, and, while collecting forty million dollars. Or the what was it? Uh, there was a little clip uh, Thursday night where uh, they somebody was asking him a question or whatever, and mm-hmm. was like, uh, like, is it the heat out here or something that is making you? Uh, like do this uh, incredible job or whatever, and he's like, "No, I'm used to the heat in Vegas, but uh, looks like I'm going somewhere else." It's like, and then he throws like gas on the fires. Like, it's like, well, you you benched me, and you kind of know what what my intentions are. I don't want to be here either, so I'm going to put it out there. I'm moving. I'm going somewhere else. I hear San Francisco's open. <laughs> well, that and, and Tampa Bay apparently is looking for a quarterback as well. Yep. But I don't think, I don't think Brady's. I, I, I granted, this came out this past week that he's retiring for good, and he said those words right in a very short Instagram video. And all I keep on thinking is, okay, he was on the beach by himself, 
alone with his thoughts. Yeah. He wasn't consulting with anyone. This was a spur of the moment kind of thing. He sat down behind his country club or whatever while walking on the beach and was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And he pulls out his phone and he does this little video and says, I'm retiring. Yes, you are retired. Until we get a call from the Vegas Raiders, the San Francisco 49ers, um, Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts. I mean, the list can go on and on, depending on who the team is. New York Jets. It's like mm-hmm. the Patriots may want you back for a reunion tour. Well, Kraft said that he wants him to at least come back and sign a one-day contract and retire. And retire as a Patriot. A Patriot, which, I mean, I was never a huge Patriots fan because I was a Colts mm-hmm. and uh, and Peyton Manning fan. Personally. Uh, but, you know, I the nostalgia of that, I think, would be very appropriate if he's if he's going to do that. If, he, if he's going to actually retire, mm-hmm. go through with it this time. I mean, there's no wife holding you back now, Tom. Well, and that's the thing is last year he retired. His wife wanted him to retire and he still changed his mind. Yep. So now he's got nothing to, as you mentioned, nothing to hold him back. Yeah. So somebody comes with a bag of money and says, hey, give us a year just so we can sell tickets. Yeah. And, and to me, Vegas just makes the most sense. It's like Vegas. I mean, he, he, he threw shade on Vegas like a couple, like a season or so ago. It was like, oh, you're going to stick with that sob or whatever out there and sob probably meaning Derek carr or whatever is like well this is the time for the raiders organization to be like hey we're done with this sob we want you now right right (laughs) and again the whole thing is just to me it's it's very similar to the idea of you know lebron has always said he wants to stay in the league until his son gets in and play his final season with his son and that at that point money will be no object well it's already no object well, right. But I mean, the same the same idea of, you know, winning at this point doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you've already won the most championships, thrown the most yards, all that. Right. So you just go and play for the fun of it. But the benefit is to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever gets Brady, if he were to come out of retirement again, gets to kind of he, almost like he's a show pony. Right. Yeah. Same thing with LeBron. Whenever he go, wherever he goes, I mean, imagine him ending up on, you know, the the Charlotte Hornets. That'd be really funny since Jordan owns them and <laughs> there's all that. But just the idea of it doesn't matter. It's just we've got LeBron, we've got Brady, and and I think it would be absolutely hilarious mm-hmm. if Brady went to the Colts. I think that would be funny too, uh, because because uh, of the rivalry with Manning. Yeah, there's there's a rivalry with Manning. And I, I mean, all that, all his time with the Patriots, and then all that time that Peyton was with the Colts, it was always, it always came down to three teams in the AFC. It was Patriots, Colts, or Steelers. Mm-hmm. Those were your three. You, one of those three teams was going to make it to the AFC Championship. That was a no-brainer. Yep. And that everybody else was just like, okay, who's going to be the other? Who's going to be that second team out of the three? Who's going to make it? Exactly. So very low probability of that happening. I know. I understand. And maybe he does stay retired. Maybe he does. And and if so, you know, then I, I guess Fox gets more interesting next year. But I did call it last year. And I, I did call it around this time last year. <laughs> the day after. The, where, where it was like Brady had... What was it? Everybody was like, oh, is Brady going to retire or whatever? And like the night we recorded that episode, I 
co-host Mike was like, oh, I think he's done. I think he's done. I was like, nope, I think he's got one more year left in him. I think he's got one more year. And then a couple days later, he retires. And I was like, well, that episode aged well, only five days or something. And then like a month <laughs> or a month or so later, it's mm-hmm. like Brady announces he's unretiring. I came on the show and I was like, I told you. The prophet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I, So I'm calling my shot again. He's not done yet. He's got one more. And it's with Vegas. Larry I'm going to be so specific. I'm calling Vegas. That is that is very specific. But again, you look at it statistically. I mean, sure, he's not the young pup anymore. No, but he's still. But he's still, he's still, got, still the got accuracy. Him. Yep. He's got the 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 aware. I mean, he knows what's going on before the defense does. Well, and the thing is, with this season, this is the worst we've seen out of his whole career in terms of the team playing. Right. Right. Not just him. I mean, he still had a pretty good, he had a decent year. I mean, he still put up like over 3,000 pass yards or whatever. And that, and that, but I mean, one, your offensive line was plagued with injuries during mm-hmm. training camp preseason. So you weren't going to get the same quality of protection that you got the last two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, there was issues with the wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans sat out a couple games. Uh, there was that whole thing with the New Orleans Saints uh, where was it somebody was uh, illegally dressed or something or he was oh yeah I, I don't remember Beasley I think is his name or something mm-hmm. he was a yeah he was disqualified wasn't allowed to compete or whatever so little, that little things yeah it was just little things nitpicking or whatever just, and that bugged him and they were still what eight and nine I think yeah he still went into the playoffs with an eight and nine record on <laughs> that losing record. You want they won? No, did they? Did they win the no. division? Oh gosh, I don't know. They lost the Cowboys. I, didn't I know that. I was too focused on the Bengals. Uh-huh. I was too. I was too because part of me was like, okay, it's Brady. It's the postseason. There's only two things this man knows how to do in the postseason. One, get to the NFC or the AFC championship game, or get to the Super Bowl. There really is no other. And that, and now this year we have another category. Mm-hmm. He lost in the divisional round. <laughs> right. Which, hey, but still, if he's done, you know, again, I was a Colts fan. I was a St. Louis Rams fan, Kurt Warner back in the day, all that. But I, I tip my hat to Tom Brady, even though I wasn't a Patriots fan. The man was good. Yes. I, it, I, I will say it took me a long, long time to. Wrap my head around Tom Brady as the greatest of all time. And I argued so much against it. And then just one day I was like, I'm tired of arguing. And I I, I concede. I I give up. But he has the stats on his side. He does have stats. I mean, he's broken the records, all that stuff. He's got the championships. Yep. I mean, really, the only thing that you can argue against is just he was Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know. Yep. So... In that same vein, though, of big NFL news, how about what was going on this week with the uh, the Bengals and the running back situation? And Jeez. He's being arrested. He's not being arrested. Well, from what I heard, uh, the police jumped to pressing. The, the police jumped on the charges, and his issued agent— Yeah, and issued the warrant. But his agent, who uh, was a— Joe Mixon is the running back, and uh, uh, his agent uh, 
did did come out on like Twitter or whatever and was like, mm-hmm. police made a rash decision. Charges are going to be dropped on Friday. Just you watch. And they were. <laughs> so, but but here's the thing, and I get I get that, and the agent commenting about you know damaging people's reputation. Yeah. And and how you know this is the age of social media. This is the age of tw- Twitter. Maybe still, I don't know. Uh, and and how stuff like that can just spread. But here's the thing. Number one, he obviously did something and a police report was filed. Yes. So they may have jumped the gun on issuing the warrant, but something happened. Number two, it's not like he doesn't have a history of domestic violence I was issues. To, I was about to say, he, he has his attitude or character problems even when he was at the University of Oklahoma. Right. So is is that... A problem for the Bengals, and uh, it could be because I mean I I hate to bring this name up again I hate I hate to and uh, but when Marvin Lewis started with the Bengals he was a he was a no BS guy first at first he was no BS he wasn't going to tolerate all that off the field crap or whatever if you did something he would bench or fine you or whatever he would do something about mm-hmm. it but over his time he got relaxed he got comfortable in his uh 16 year tenure of being the Bengals coach and not winning a freaking playoff game that whole time and so he was like oh you you uh DUI? Yeah, don't worry about it. Are you sober? Can you practice? Okay, go ahead. Who needs wins when you've got money? Yeah. And uh, he he got too comfortable at the Mike Brown Christmas party. I'm just saying he got too comfortable. Oh, oh, oh my. Okay. And uh, he got too comfortable. And that uh, so so the rules got relaxed. So now with this being under a new coach's watch, it'll be interesting to see what the team does mm-hmm. because one, yes, they did to the fact that they did jump to the conclusion, jump to pressing the charges and issuing the warrant and everything. What is the organization going to do anything other than just do an internal mm-hmm. investigation, which is what they pretty much have come out and said is we're doing an internal investigation. We're not taking any other questions or releasing any other comments at this time. Right. It's like, that's your, that's your, okay, we're going to take this and we'll let you know what happens with it. Unless you have something else, then we will br- mm-hmm. bring it up again. Mm-hmm. But, It'll be interesting to see what the this coach does, uh, mm-hmm. Zach Taylor, and and I I get that, and okay, if it's if he's not actually if they are rescinding everything and dropping the charges, that's great. But to me, the larger picture is okay. He's he's a star player. He is on up and coming team mm-hmm. that there's a lot of excitement about. So you've got a lot of attention. Now, local attention and people looking at the Bengals, but also that national attention as you're trying to build the brand. Yeah. And and you've got, you know, Joe Burrow and, and all this. And you have somebody who now there's this question of did he or didn't he? OK, well, officially nothing happened because the report was dropped. But that just means that the, the that the warrant was dropped. Mm-hmm. All right. It doesn't mean that nothing happened. So do you have a ticking time bomb on your hands? Could very well be that. Because he's obviously had this issue before. He's had issues before, yeah. And so is it a matter of, okay, there just isn't enough to catch him? Well, what happens if there's a next time? I mean, it's the whole thing with, like, Chris Henry and um, who is the other guy? Perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it even Ocho Senko? 
where Chad Johnson had his issues sometimes off the field. Right. And I mean, there was just variety of Bengals players who just always got into like fights at clubs, DUIs. I mean, it's just like, where, where do you draw the line or where do you finally like as an organization say, we, we cannot have this or we cannot tolerate right. it. And even though like Mixon did have a pretty good year with the Bengals, I personally think that the backup quarterback, um, I cannot remember the first name to save my life and that, but it's, uh, his last name is, uh, Perrine and that the backup, he was a heck of a backup and he's a strong, big guy. I mean, like he's not these short, like little quick guys or he's like big. He can, if there's a small hole, he's one of those guys who will punch through, make it bigger and then break out in that open field sprint and that and that's what i think a lot of people are missing when it comes to running backs is everybody thinks oh it's the small small guys that are going to fit through those holes they're going to be quick once they get out of Mm -hmm. there and it's like that's one strategy me i think of more of like uh, jerome bettis Mm -hmm. for the pittsburgh steelers um and that I think of him where he was so big, but yet so powerful a runner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where it was like Marshall Falk. Yeah. He was a he was a big guy. Yeah. And I mean those those quick small running backs definitely have their advantages, mm-hmm. but the disadvantages they just don't tend to last. No. And that's their the thing with Mixon. Mixon is very small is smaller compared to Perrine. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Perrine or Perrin or however you say his last name. And I think he's proved this year he could possibly take the starting position from Mixon if Mixon was to stay on the mm-hmm. team during this offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's and we're, and that's just something we're waiting to see and find out. Right. And that is is Mixon going to be allowed to come back this season, or does this or the does potential of whatever happened here yes. hurt his value to another team? Who says, you know what, we see the talent. But we don't know that we want to take that chance mm-hmm. of bringing you in and having an issue. Yeah, and that's legitimate. I think it, it's all. Yeah, I think reputation all, is everything. I was about to say. I mean, if I mean, there's players out there who have domestic issues with mm-hmm. their wives, girlfriends, and everything. I mean, it's just like uh, life it, happens. Life happens, but at the same time, what happens? outside of that locker room or off that field has consequences has consequences to what will happen to you eventually like with the eagles same sort of thing i mean much different much worse scenario yes uh i mean he's being accused of of rape which is is awful but you know here you are going into the super bowl and questions are not about how are you preparing what's the team the questions are about this guy, and I don't even know his name, to be quite honest, but because I haven't paying much attention to the Eagles. But he's, you know, being arrested and charged with doing something just horrendous. And how does that affect the mentality of the rest of the team? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, here you are trying to prepare for the biggest game of your career, and you've got this hanging over you. Mm-hmm. And just the questions and and the the paparazzi style bombardment of you know who knew what did anybody do anything did anybody say anything how is this affecting and even if it isn't directly affecting you it kind of starts to seep in right and can be a distraction yeah so be interested to see if that has any angle for the Eagles going into the Super Bowl 
uh, next weekend. I mean, is is the player like a uh, like a offensive lineman, defensive lineman, or I don't know. I'll, I'll look him. I'll look him up here. He's, uh, he's not. He's not a starter. Okay. But, well, I mean, if still. he's not if he's not a starter, I don't think the the actual starters are going to be too concerned about it. And uh, if 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 he is not a starter, then the the starters are like, yeah, it sucks, but at the same time. I can't worry about it because I am a starter and I have to be on my game. I have to be prepared. Josh Sills, Sills. Is, is his name. Yeah. Offensive lineman. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like if he's not a starter and you're, you are a starter, then it's like you can't be worried about it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're any kind of starter on the team for the Eagles, it's like, I mean, yeah, it sucks. He's a teammate. I know him. I talked to him. I mean, whatever, locker room conversations, whatever it is, or hanged out with him before, never knew he would do something like this. And that 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 sucks. But at the same time, you have to eventually turn your mind to that's his problem. Mm -hmm. Our problem as a team is while he goes through that, we have to focus on what we got. Stepping up and being that professional. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, next week, Super Bowl, Chiefs, Eagles. Yep. I can't believe I'm saying that, number one. But what are your thoughts? Well, I did my part. I I'm just going to say this. I did my part, okay? I have not watched a Bengals game since the bye week, or since before the bye week. And that... So before the bye week, I saw three games. They lost two out of the three. I saw one of them. I think I can't remember who it was, but they were winning, and I turned it off going, okay, they're doing better than the last couple times. I, I feel okay to turn this off, and they did eventually win. And that, But then after the bye week, they went 8-0. And that, then they won the playoff game against Baltimore. I did not watch that game. Then they played Buffalo. I did not watch that game either. So my my sports superstition for the Bengals was don't watch the game and you'll be fine. Everything will be fine. And I, I did my part. I did not watch that you Chiefs game. didn't watch I it? did not watch the I was working on the podcast. I was working on that show. Man, that's dedication for you, friends. And uh, it was either the podcast goes up late or, or, uh, Man. or I watched the show. It was like, or, wow. I was like, I, I had to get up. I had to get the podcast up. So I, I did not watch the game. So I held up my end of the bargain. So whatever, so whatever happened out there to the listeners and viewers and that one of your uh, superstitions did not work. So it's on you. It's not on me. I did my part. Well, they, it, they went 10 and 0 it, when I wasn't watching. It might've been our fault because our, my, my oldest son, uh, Titus, he's 10. He was born in Kansas City. Now, he lived there for all of six weeks, okay? <laughs> so he doesn't remember anything about Kansas City, but he knows he was born in Kansas City, and so he's a Chiefs fan because that's the, the land of his people. My children are very into the land of their people. My next son from Michigan, he always want, talks about Michigan being the land of his people. It's very weird, but that's what it is. So he was just absolutely determined. He was wearing his red hoodie. He was had everything ready. The Chiefs are going to win. The Chiefs are going to win. My 10-year-old is smack-talking me. I'm like, I don't actually care because we were there in Kansas City when the Chiefs started getting good with Andy Reid. Mm -hmm. All right. And, and Sam... Sam, no, Sam Castle was a 
Matt Castle Matt was the quarterback. Sam Castle was a point guard. Uh, Matt Castle was was there. He came from the Patriots. He had that one year where he filled in for Brady yep. and came in the Patriots. And they started kind of getting good. So, And we got friends there. So I'm like, I'm okay if the Chiefs win, mm-hmm. but I wanted the Bengals to win. My oh, wife yeah. wanted My son, Titus, he's like, the Chiefs are going to win. They're going to kick. And he said some things that 10-year-olds shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they win. Yep. So... You know, it might have been his fault. I don't know. But uh, but he was very he was very excited. I mean Well, so the game was at like six. I got the podcast up around like seven, so I was still a little late, but I didn't watch the game at all. And so then I was like trying to occupy myself. Like I even put my phone away. I put my tablet away. I was like, I, I need to oh, get man. away. Total black. Be- because I'm like, if I even check the score, I'm gonna freak out or do something. And I, so I was like completely like like let me go do laundry. Let me do something. I need to do something other than like mm-hmm. have a device in my hand. Mm-hmm. And um, so then it's like ten thirty. All of a sudden it's ten thirty. I'm getting ready to go to sleep, and I haven't I haven't checked my phone. And then again, I haven't heard my phone blow up with any like score alerts or news updates or anything. And I have like all that turned on too. And it's like. I haven't heard anything. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? And then I what a game. I check the score at, right before I go to sleep, and it's 23-20 field goal to win the game for Kansas City. I was like, it hurt. But, but again, here's here's the thing. Did you did you go back and watch the game afterwards? I eventually did watch the highlights. Yes. Yeah, so so you you kind of know how this I mean, they the the Bengals totally had the chance. Like everybody talks about the last out of bounds play in pushing yeah. Mahomes and and okay, shouldn't have done that. I get it. That is not what lost them the game. I mean, they the Bengals had the ball 2 minutes to go and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah. And if they had run the clock properly and put themselves in scoring position, they could have they could have just held on. Their defense was, but it was everything you want in a game as a fan, except for the controversy right. aspect. But I I think for anybody who wasn't a diehard Bengals fan or a diehard Chiefs fan that watched that. He just looked at that and like, this is great football. I mean, 20 to 20 with two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter and everything's on the line and every possession counts. I mean, that's what you want mm-hmm. in playoff football. It was it was awesome. So, but the thing I kept going back to is all week leading into that game, they kept talking about Mahomes and his injury and will he play or won't he play? And he didn't run like he normally does. No. Except for that that last play. And there were a couple times where he definitely looked like he was limping. Yeah. But it almost seemed like they milked that to try and and set up this, if we lose, we've got an out. Because he didn't have any problem throwing the football. No, no, he never does. But, I mean, I watched the Jacksonville Chiefs game. I was hoping Jacksonville would pull off the upset. Because could you imagine Cincinnati hosting the AFC championship game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that because everybody was like, oh, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills AFC championship game in Atlanta. Tickets are already on sale. And it's like, we haven't even played the Bills and, and Bengals game yet. And you're already calling for this? It's like, okay, get ready, guys. Get ready. Bengals are all going to 
show you guys something. We're all going to teach you all a lesson. They did. Just like the whole coin flip thing for Baltimore and uh, Cincinnati. Like, where's that div- uh, wild card game going to be played or divisional game going to be mm. played? Is it going to be played in Baltimore or is it going to be played in Cincinnati? All based on a coin flip. Yeah. Cincinnati just showed you, no, need that coin flip just like you didn't need to sell tickets to Atlanta. It's like, don't count. I, I mean, I I will say this as somebody who is um, is a uh, closet Bengals fan, or I guess you could say, or r- riding, the, riding the coattails. Like, I'm still back here. I'm still you, back here. You're a bandwagoner. I'm a, ba- I'm a bandwagoner. Yeah, okay. I'm, uh, I'm a cheesehead through and through. And, uh, All right. I, I'm a cheesehead. I'm more. I'm more a diehard Packers fan than I will ever be. Possibly a diehard Bengals fan. Now I do love what they're doing these last two years. I've loved it. I I'm love excited. seeing it. And that I mean, one my half, one half of my family is a whole lot happier because of it. <laughs> and that usually uh, when it gets to November around Thanksgiving and it's the Bengals, everybody's just sour grapes. It's like, well, what are we gonna do for Christmas this year? or whatever well i ain't going to the Bengals game it's like <laughs> no this year is like oh man can you believe the Bengals and everything i'm going to go to this game on this it's like everybody's in happier spirits the last two years mm-hmm. on, my, on one side of my family so i love it but at the same time i'm just like it's cool for me who lives in the area but at the same time it's like i'm a diehard cheesehead and I really did want the Bengals to win against the Chiefs again because if the Bengals would have won, then of course I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Right. Of course yeah. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. And it's like I'm going to get like three or four different invites from people going, "Hey, where are you watching the game? Hey, where are you watching the Super Bowl?" It's like, I don't know. Where Where do you want to go? <laughs> it's like, well, we can't go here. Mm-hmm. And that, so, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, it's like, I I I think. Even though Bengals lost, there's still good times ahead. Absolutely. As long as Burrow, Chase, Taylor are still in the picture, mm-hmm. and that Taylor's a good coach. He everybody was calling for his head two years ago. Right. Everybody was. Everybody was like Mike Brown screwed the pooch on hiring him, and then that turnaround season where Burrow came back from injury, and it was just like, mm-hmm. whoa. It was mm-hmm. like maybe we were wrong here. <laughs> And, and he's very level-headed. He is. And just seems like a, a quality guy to have leading your team. Mm-hmm. He is. And I, I've i said this before, and I think somebody who I work with um, kind of put it in this perspective. When Burrow won, or when the Bengals won the AFC Championship last year, and mm-hmm. he just held up that trophy like, hey— Look what I got or whatever. I mean, he wasn't like super stoked, excited, like I'm going to the Super Bowl or anything. It was just like, hey, here you go, Cincinnati. Got Mm. you an AFC championship. And that I'm just like, man, I don't know if he is just super like overconfident or full of himself or if it's just one of those like he he's just eyeing the next thing or something like that. Like this kind of seems like this is all just a step for him. This is all just a this is part of the plan. Just a step. I'm looking forward to the next thing. That's such a good observation. When you listen to him talk, that's kind of the impression you get. Yeah. That he's thinking three three moves ahead already. Because, I mean, yeah, watching him, like, 
on the field or like even like on the bench or whatever i mean mm -hmm. he's so cool calm collected he doesn't jump up and down he doesn't like yell or anything when the defense is on the field or like calling out the refs or anything or like looking at the jumbotron saying like that was just absolute bs or anything like that i mean he is so calm yeah. on the sideline and then when he's like after the game or during the press conferences, he's still calm. And I'm just like, okay, is he really full of himself or is he like thinking two or three moves ahead mm -hmm. here going, you know what? This is all just part of the process. We got to just take it easy and move on and look forward to the next one. It's and like, we just get to enjoy it. Yeah. For a while. And that's nice. And I can say we because I am cheering for the Bengals now hometown team. But again, you can talk about being a, a Packer, <clears throat> Packers fan. Sorry. I grew up in central Illinois. So I had Chicago, Indianapolis, and St. Louis. And then we lived in Kansas City. I've lived in Tennessee. You know, lived here, lived in Detroit. We did not cheer for the Lions. There was nothing to cheer for with the Lions. But I've just been all over. But I can't, I can't be a Packers fan because of where I grew up. I can't do it. I had Kurt Warner. I had the Bears. They went to a Super Bowl, but they never really had anybody good. And then I had Peyton Manning. So I don't know. <clears throat> but with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Willie or Woney, what's going to happen? I, I, well, the Packers have already come out and said they're they're, they're, they're moving gone. on. They're mm -hmm. moving on from Aaron Rodgers. So now the real question is: Is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? Also, Gosh, can you imagine a year that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both leave the game? I, I. I Man, just cancel the NFL, folks. I don't know if I could. Man, if the Brady retirement goes through, I'll be like, okay, I'll eat my words there. And that, but man, one of them's got to stay one more year. What well, did we just win MVP like a year ago? And the last season he won. And the MVP. Packers are just like, yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah, he won MVP last season. Yeah. MVP quarterback, we don't need you. We got who have they got? I have no idea. Tom Brady maybe maybe looking for. <laughs> I was about to say Tom Brady. Could, I was about to say swap quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa. Tom Brady goes to the yes. Yes, NFL make that happen. That would be hysterical. You're gonna make that's gonna make me test my loyalty as a cheesehead oh, if Tom Brady goes to, <laughs> goes yeah. to the Packers. That is gonna so test my loyalty. Again, highly unlikely, but just think about that for a second. How funny that would be so funny, but at the same time, I'm going, man. And spending his whole career cheesehead where it's cold, imagine Aaron Rodgers down there on the beach living his best life. Yeah. That that could be and he, and he's he's single now too so you know yep. there's lots of beautiful women apparently in Miami not that I know married man right here <laughs> but uh, you know I've heard <laughs> that is interesting so do you think he's done though like does he has he accomplished everything that he wants to accomplish Rogers yeah MVP no. Super Bowls I mean what one Super Bowl what only one oh he's only one one he's played more than one. No, he's only played in one and won one. Really, he's never lost. Man, one. Yeah. again, I'm... he's he's gotten two NFC Championship games he and is. lost, okay. but he has never gotten back to the big one since right. wow. since I think it was 2010 or 11. Is it that long ago? Yeah, it's been over a decade. But he still continued to just produce. He he's a, he is a consistent quarterback. Mm -hmm. So. 
I don't. One of them has to stay in the league. If it's not Brady, I would hope it's Rodgers. And if it's Rodgers, he's already said he doesn't want to go to San Francisco because he's from California. And, uh, but he doesn't want to go play for San Francisco. Don't they have Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy's hurt. Purdy's hurt. Trey is hurt. It's like you got three quarterbacks who are hurt. You need somebody who isn't who will possibly make it through training camp. Um, but he's already said that the he's already said San Francisco is out. So <laughs> if I'm calling Brady stays and goes to Vegas, then I'm going to say Rogers stays in the league and he'll go to the Jets. He'll pull a Brett Favre. The Jets. He'll pull a Brett Favre. That's a little too Brett Favre, isn't it? Like, that's very it's on like, the nose. It's like, where have I seen this before? <laughs> so then does he spend a year in Minnesota after that? Because that would be a little creepy. If he followed the exact same path as Brett Favre, yes, that'd be very creepy. There would be a glitch in the Matrix. Well, please don't follow the exact same path because good old Brett may be going to jail in the not-too-distant future. Yep. So hopefully there's not that for, for uh, our guy. But yeah. that interesting call i mean do you really is that just what you're hoping or do you really think that that's a possible move i think it's possible because actually the jets organization has come out and said that they would actually unretire joe namus number 12 to bring in aaron Rodgers. wow that's that's big okay they would do it <laughs> i mean come on what what do y'all think somebody somebody comment on this I was let's say know. Comment or Man. send something to... Or has he just already gotten too much beer now? He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's only number two. It's number two, and it's only 5.3. I've drank heavier. I was about to say, we're not at last call yet, guys. <laughs> I mean, last call is 8.0. I mean, come on. Woo! <laughs> so, but that, I mean, that's some bold predictions. It'd be, it'd be very, very interesting to see how that... that if Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, then my next two picks, if he wants if if he wants to stay in the NFC, Tampa or Carolina. Mm -hmm. If he does if he actually wants to go to the AFC and try his hand playing over there, which is the AFC is way more competitive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than the NFC, which I would think if you're gonna go anywhere, you would want to go to an NFC team. The NFC is kind of wide open. And way to go, Philly. The way they dominated. Oh, man, I didn't think that. I couldn't believe how much they, they dominated this year. Could not believe it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if Rodgers wants to try his hand at the AFC, Jets or Colts? Jets or Colts, okay. Or wouldn't it be funny if he signed uh, one year with the uh, Patriots? You get Brady to sign the one day, oh my and God. then you get Rodgers jerseys together, and then Rodgers signs a one-year deal worth, let's say, five million or whatever. I mean, Robert Kraft has the money. Come on, <laughs> that, there's some good ideas here. I like it, man. I mean, these are wild, wild accusations. That'd be, that'd be fun. <laughs> Tampa Bay does make sense. I mean, because they what they need is a steady hand. Yes. I mean, you've had Brady. You need that steady hand. He could definitely provide that. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's not a ton of other folks in that caliber out there, mm -hmm. uh, unless you're going to give up the farm, and then you're not going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Jets, the Jets would be neat just for the nostalgia. And again, following far. I mean, that's a whole story. Yeah. 
in and of itself. But then the flip side of he probably would think that I don't want to be the guy who everybody yeah. says I just did what Brett Favre did. Yeah. But then again, Brett Favre retired and like a second time yeah, and then came out of retirement. And that's when the Packers said, we're moving on. We're giving Rodgers now right. the spot. And that's how Rodgers came in to the picture. And that's how Far so, went to the Jets. So who is behind Rodgers now? Like who's coming in for them? I don't know. They don't got nobody. Pretty much. So that's maybe, why that's maybe why Brady and, and Rogers switching is as crazy as that, it seems. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, what if you just switch the quarterbacks? But could Tom Brady go from being on the beach to being in the snow? Yeah. I mean he played in New England. He played in New England for however many years. Yeah, but you kind of get soft living in Florida. Seventeen years? Oh, one to 2018. Long time. Long time. 19. 19. So, yeah, it was 18 years he was up in New England. But he's been there in Tampa in the nice warm weather. I mean, that's that's a hard reality. That is. Back to 40 to below. That is. That is hard to do. <laughs> oh, well, we'll definitely have to see how that shakes yeah, out. I'll have to see. <laughs> All right. So here we are in February. We got March Madness right around the corner. March Madness is um, inching closer and closer. I, I feel like we won't truly be into March Madness season, or at least I won't be, until the Super Bowl's over. Fair. Once the Super Bowl's over, that's when it's going to be like, okay, now it's time to start paying real close attention to college basketball. What's going on? Who's in? Who's possibly out? Right. And I checked the rankings before I even came came on here, and I'm... Kentucky is 15 and 7. They're unranked. But they didn't get a single vote to be in the top 25. But yet you're going to give Duke and North Carolina votes who are also unranked and not in the top 25. It's like, okay, Duke, North Carolina are having their own issues. Kentucky's issues is we have possibly a coach who is not John Calipari who has been awesome ever since he came to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But we're ha we have an issue with Calipari possibly losing touch with the players. Mm -hmm. We uh Kentucky has injuries galore. Right. They're short they they have a short staff team mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Uh two of the four I think are game time decisions for Saturday's game against Florida is mm -hmm. like they're playing tough with all those injuries. They, they are playing tough, but I mean, this is now the turning point. You're in February. February going into March, this is what determines if you're going to make it in or not. Right. Unless they just have a miracle championship tournament type of scenario. And me and Daniel talked about this two weeks ago, and uh, where it was like, what does Kentucky have to do to possibly get in, if at all? And that... Uh, Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, one is prayer. Number two is um, we and Daniel brought up the Billy Gillespie years. No, mom. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. I love you, bud. Um, but uh, I had to bring up those three horrible years. <laughs> and that were Bill. Granted, it was not the Billy that Kentucky wanted. That we wanted Billy Donovan, who was coaching Florida. Well, you know, I mean, and, uh, but Billy 
Maybe they just got confused. Billy Donovan is what you order on Amazon. Billy Gillespie is what you order from Wish. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like the way when you get it from Wish. That's not what I thought I was getting at all. Uh, I thought I was getting something better here. Have you have you ever ordered anything from Wish? No. Oh, I have. All right. And, and that's exactly, I ordered a shirt. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I even ordered it big because I thought, oh, it's coming from China. It's going to be small. It was like, so I ordered 4X thinking at least it'll fit. No, it was like this big. <laughs> like it fits my six-year-old. Same thing. I got some Transformers because my kid, my boy's really into Transformers. I was really into Ordered some Transformers. I'm like, these are going to be awesome. First of all, there was just all the parts in a box. Oh. They weren't even put together. No instructions. And it didn't even look like the parts that were on the robots in the picture like they just took a picture so that's exactly sorry little caveat there. It's all right. don't order from wish yeah is the the point so the, um so one of the things daniel brought up with kentucky and the billy gillespie years is the third and final year of billy gillespie being there it was the worst season kentucky ever had before last season where they didn't make or not last season two seasons ago they didn't make the tournament. Uh, they were like 11 and 16 or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then again, you, this was the year coming out of COVID and everything. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, I'll say, stuff that everybody was going through. Cancellations, postponements, illness, whatever. Um, but that last year with uh, Billy Gillespie, Everybody was saying Kentucky had to make a deep run into their conference tournament mm-hmm. in order to be in. They lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they weren't getting in that time. It kind of feels like that's where it is now. Kentucky is fifth overall in the S- in the SEC. Mm-hmm. The SEC, in terms of basketball this year, Alabama, Tennessee being really big. And, and that is like, wow. I mean, did not, I mean, Alabama is, for the past, like, five years, I've always worried about Alabama, because every time Kentucky went down there, I was like, guys, this is not going to be a walk in the park. I actually fear Alabama. Not just a football school. Yeah. I actually fear the Alabama basketball team. I think half of the roster is the guys who got cut from the football team. Um, You're unranked. You've won seven out of your last ten. The loss to Kansas last week. I mean, it's Kansas. I don't like Kansas, but at the same time, I mean, they they do have a good school. They have a good coach. I mean, and you're playing inside. I can't call self a good coach. He left my Illini high and dry. I don't don't concede. (laughs) Okay, you don't concede to that point. I mean, it's true, but I'm not going to admit it. (laughs) But, I mean, that one loss, you bounce back, you beat, who did they beat this past week? Come on. Who they beat? Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. So you beat Ole Miss. Now you're going to play Florida, then Arkansas, and then you're back on the road to play Georgia. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to say that they have to have a deep run. If you're fifth in the SEC, you have a shot of getting at least that first round by in the SEC uh, tournament because it's like the top four teams mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get a get a day by and then you get to watch and see who you're going to possibly play next. Mm-hmm. If they can get the day by and then win that next game against whoever had to win to get to them, 
I th- if they can make it to the quarterfinals, I think they'll get in, but don't expect anything higher than a, a bubble team. 12. Okay. And All right. If if they are any higher than a like I shouldn't my definition of higher is anything higher than a 12. So 13, 14, 15, 16 seed. Mm-hmm. Not not 11 to 1 seed or anything mm-hmm. like that. So some people's definitions of higher or lower is different. Um, so if they don't get anything higher than a 12, then I'd be okay. Cause usually there is that one 12 seed team that will upset the five seed and make a sweet 16. That's where those run. Cinderella's come and from, I, right? It's like, I, I'll, I'll be all in for that. Yeah. But if they can't even win one game in the SEC tournament, be rough. NIT, here they come, and John Calipari as coach of Kentucky probably is coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, a great coach, but again, the the being out of touch, it's like he's not updating his coaching style no. for today's athlete. And I've had friends who have always, I've had friends who have said, like, Coach Calipari is not a good coach. And I was like, what are you talking about? He is a good coach. And when he came in, he was able to when he first came in, he's probably not as good of a coach than than when he did come into Kentucky, mm-hmm. and he brought all of these high school all stars from across the country together and to win as a team and everything. And ever since that 2012 year, mm-hmm. when they won the championship, there was that 2013 year where it was like everybody was out to try and see if they could outdo the 2012 team. It's like, guys. Everybody who was on that team has left. You're not going to make it. You're not going. To, you're not going to duplicate that. I don't expect to go repeat after 2012. Mm-hmm. And that, but then the 14 year or the 15 year when they made that deep Final Four run and, and the perfect year they went 38 no or whatever until mm-hmm. they lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four that year. I mean, those were really good years where yeah. I feel like Calipari was on his game. As a coach. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue he's not a good coach. No, he is. I think he's just losing it. Mm -hmm. I would say the COVID years from 21 to now, Mm -hmm. we're seeing sort of like, I don't know, a chink in the armor kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's like something's a glitch here. The game is changing, too. The game is changing as well. Yes. It is. And the the way, I mean, the, the, what, how do you, what is the, the acronym? The NA. NIL. There you go. The NIL, all that stuff. I mean, obviously football, but the way that uh, you know Alabama has has come out, you know, Saban has come out and talking about, you know, we're not we're not giving money to players who haven't come in and proven something first. Yeah. You know, Kyle Parry's got to deal with that aspect too of you've got the recognition of the university, you've got his name recognition, but then players saying, okay, well, I want money. Okay, well, you haven't done anything. You know, okay, you were Mr. Basketball in, you know, Oregon. Fantastic. That doesn't mean you can play at the college level. And so I think that that's, that's a much harder thing now that the now that the the college ranks have introduced this ability, which I think is good for the athletes to be able to make money off of their name. I mean, the universities are. Yeah. You know, but how they've got it set up, it's almost like whoever's going to pay the most, it, it, it's pay, it's uh, pay to play 
right? Mm -hmm. Whoever's going to pay the most is going to get the good. So it doesn't have to do with the history. It doesn't have to do with the, here's our, our scheme. Here's even, here's how we can get you to the NBA. Yeah. Cause you have a bunch of players coming in. They're never going to make the NFL. They're never going to make the N N NBA. They're never going to make major league baseball, but they can make tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're going to be good college players. Yeah. And that's a big brand. And so, okay, well, this come this school will give me money and you won't. Well, I'm gonna go there. I was about to say, you've expanded the play you've expanded the talent pool with this. Because it used to be when it came to basketball, you had everybody gravitating towards Kansas, Duke, mm -hmm. North mm -hmm. Carolina, Kentucky, uh, UCLA. I mean, it was those five schools that everybody was like trying to gravitate towards or like consider and that or in football, everybody was gravitating towards Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, yep. uh, all those big schools, USC, US, UCLA. I mean, you only had a select few schools that were getting all these really big name yep. players yep. from high school. But now that you've introduced this NIL thing to NCAA, now you have schools who are all like, we have a shot now. Uh -huh. We could probably grab somebody for who's in the top. As long 50. as you got the boosters. Yeah. We could probably grab somebody who's in the top 50 in, in basketball now mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And I do have a coworker. He did bring this up. Uh, he will be, he, he brought up the idea of, uh, who is it? Jay Wright. And uh, who retired from Villanova mm -hmm. last year. What if, they got rid of Calipari, Kentucky did, mm -hmm. and they would try and entice Jay Wright to come out of retirement. I said, that is something I did not consider because whoever you get to replace Calipari has to be a big name. Right. You cannot go from Calipari to promoting from within and <laughs> to be, like, right. and uh, to promoting like the second string bench coach or right. something. It's like, it's like who who's this guy? Oh, he, he was under Calipari for how many years? It's like, I never knew the guy existed until now. It's like, no, you have to bring in somebody. And Jay Wright would be of that name and caliber. And then, of course, sure. that same co-worker uh, who will be on, I'm sure he'll love this. And that um, he even brought up the idea of, well, Patino's getting a second chance no. at Iona. no. <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! Please no! I wasn't a Patino fan even before all the other stuff. But I I told him if Patino was to come back to Kentucky, I think I would actually consider leaving the fan base. Can you can you imagine just the revolt? Forget the sports aspect of it, Louisville. Just the revolt in the state that people would have. Oh my gosh! You you think? I was about to say, you think State Street in downtown Lexington is madness when Kentucky wins the Final Four and they're burning couches out there. You think that's bad. Wait until Patino comes back to town. Oh, boy. It's like, no way. If Patino came back to coach Kentucky after Calipari, no. I, 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 I'm legitimately con I would legitimately consider leaving the fan base. Well, at least you have a fan base. I'm an Illini fan, and earlier this season... They would jump on the Xavier bandwagon. Oh, Z you know what? Xavier. See, and give them some credit. Xavier's a good team, but they haven't done enough this year to, for me... Like, they're going to make it to the tournament. They're, they're probably going to be the only team locally 
in the area who will make the tournament. UC's not, possibly not Kentucky. Louisville definitely won't. Um, uh, But Xavier, Xavier makes it. I don't think Xavier is going to go far. And uh, because I I do like Xavier, but every time I like check in on them, they lose a big game to somebody in the Big East. And I'm just like, come on. It's like, come on, guys! You just you just got into the top ten and you lost to now, Pittsburgh. Now you know how I feel as an Illini <laughs> fan. Earlier this year, they were ranked like fifteenth or seventeenth or something. Uh, oh, this is great! Turn around, they're probably not even gonna make the tournament now. I was about to say, uh, I'm looking at the rankings right now. They yeah. are not in it. Yeah, and no, Xavier, I know they're not in it. Ooh, boy! And Xavier is hovering in the fifteen or sixteen spot, depending on which uh, ranking you're looking at. Yeah. So, so how about this though? So, the last time we had repeat champions back to back in in NCAA men's was when? Do you know? Wasn't it Florida? It was Florida. Oh six, oh seven. Very good. And that's why he runs the program, folks. But but then again, but but then again, I I do remember that because that was also like the same two years that the Florida football team won back to back championships as well. It was, yeah. So, but it's been, it's been that. That's back when Tebow was still in. Well, football, not. In football. But I mean, it was like the exact same two years. It Mm -hmm. was like Florida won the championship. A couple months later, Florida won March Madness. Next year, Florida wins back-to-back national titles against Mm -hmm. whoever. And then a couple months later, Florida wins back-to-back national basketball title so it was not a good two years for me as a kentucky fan (laughs) oh but i i was just surprised that it had been that long yeah well i me and my was it me my dad my brother we were all trying to figure out who won the tournaments the last two years and and it was uh, kansas won last year Mm -hmm. baylor won the year before Baylor, that's right. Yeah, I did forget about and that. And I totally forgot about Baylor. Mm-hmm. I kept on thinking, didn't Zaga win? No, oh, Zaga lost was, to Baylor. That that's was COVID that. season, right? That's 2021 year. 2020, 2021, yeah. Yep. Well, sorry, Baylor. No disrespect. No, just, no disrespect. You were forgettable. And I came I came across some really great mascot names. What are, what are some of your favorite mascot names? Can you think of a few? Like... The mascot itself or the name of the actual mascot? Oh, yeah. Like the best, stupidest, craziest mascot names. Like these are going to strike fear and laughter into your heart. Brutus the Buckeye definitely is one that absolutely does not strike fear into me. But at least it makes sense, right? I mean, Ohio State has Buckeyes. They're the Buckeyes. They're they're the Buckeyes. But at the same time, you do call your uh football field the coliseum so brutus being a roman name so okay so i, I wrote down a few of my favorites i want to I um, share these with ooh, you. um scratch is the name of the uk uh wildcat it's called scratch okay so the name of the actual mascot is not scary but a wildcat i mean that's okay how about the the fighting peacocks of saint peter's why <laughs> i i wanted to find a picture i did not have time but I just thought if I went to school and played college ball and we were the peacocks, I'd be like, no, thank you. I'm going to transfer immediately to another school. I'm not over it yet, Devin. I'm not over it. The fighting peacocks. I'm just going to say it because of the reaction on his face. Oh, fighting peacocks. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the starting lineup for your Fighting Peacocks. See, this is why you're not invited back next week. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on, hold on, though. I'm not okay. done. Okay. I'm not done. I, I don't even know who these people are. Either. Okay. This is the Stephen Austin, I'm assuming that's Texas. Yes. But the Lumberjacks. Yep. I mean, okay, Lumberjacks, tough, but, you know, we're the, we're the Lumberjacks. Okay. There's others out there. How about the Delaware Blue Hens? I've heard of the Blue Hens. The Blue Hens. The Mighty Hens. Oh, I got one. I got one for you. South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I, you know what? They didn't make the list, but I did. I did see them. And they ended up winning the uh, was it the FCS uh, championship. So so you got the bowl championship. So it's the FBS for the really big schools like Georgia and Ohio State and all that, TCU and all that. But then you got the FCS, the football collegiate series or whatever, and South Dakota State won its first uh, okay. football championship. But again, as an animal, I mean, a jackrabbit is fast and nimble and actually very strong for a rabbit, okay? But the peacocks? Okay. Hold I, on, though. Hold I've on. Heard of horse. Hold on. Here's, here's one that I thought was kind of fun. The Long Beach State Beach. Yeah, see, that's just weird. Somebody put no thought into that. No. We're just, oh, we're on the beach, dude. Just yeah. like just like the two-lane uh, green wave. You know what? I saw them, too. Yeah. But I, I, I knew the green wave because there was a high school team in Central Illinois. We had the corn jerkers, of course. Yeah. Which, sadly, there are no college corn jerkers. That would have been fun. Uh, but we had the... the Nebraska mis- could change their name. The, <laughs> we had the Mattoon green wave as well. But here's another one. The Presbyterian Blue Hose. Fear on mighty hose. There are so many, there are just so many jokes to go with that. Uh, wow. And, and it's blue. So is that a blood loss issue? Or? I, He's trying not to think about that too hard. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're referencing a bird here. I feel like there's a bird out there called the hoe, and we've just never seen it before. No, hose, hose, like a hose, like a hold my hose. Uh, All right, the uh, the Warford Terriers. Okay, I mean terriers are not a vicious dog, but at least it's a. A dog that can bite. Okay. Yeah, Boston University is also the Terriers. How about how about the the Stetson Hatters? Yeah, see, that's a weird one. Like, is that a sponsorship thing right there, Stetson? No, I feel like someone. I feel like names like that, where you get to like Hatters or like think of even like the New York Knicks, like the Knickerbockers. I mean, right. I mean, think of it like it was a fashion thing. The, yeah, years ago. So, so, it's a hatter thing. It's like it depends on the hat that they were wearing. I don't know. I'm just imagining, you know, riding in on my giant hat. Yeah. And then, Here we come to win. And then who you get to be the actual mascot for some for a team like that that's called the Hatters. So do you think people openly admit that they graduate from some of these schools? Like I graduated a peacock. Uh, people who graduated last year, yes, <laughs> definitely say that they went to St. Peter's. Oh, my. Given the fact that they beat Kentucky. Oh, my. Not better. Uh, oh, I'm not over it. I'm not, not even close to being over it yet. Let's put it this way. 
I didn't know about the Leitner shot until I was six years old, and I still hold a grudge against that shot. And I still hold a grudge over the fact that they still play that thing every March. And granted, it does come up every March, and I have to expect it. But at the same time, I don't like the fact that they play it. Were you alive when Leitner made that shot? I was two years old when he made the shot, but I didn't know about that shot until I was six years old. Okay, so, you know. So when I found out at six years old, I didn't like Duke. I didn't like Leitner. It was like a light bulb went off inside me. It was like, as a natural-born Kentuckian, I'm supposed to hate Duke and Leitner. <laughs> it's true. And that, so it's going to take, and that was in, so when I was six years old, I was that was in 1996. So, and then St. Peter Peacocks beat, uh, Kentucky last year in March Madness, number 15, upsetting a number two Kentucky team. And the Peacocks. We got beat by the Peacocks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not over it. I'm not even close. It's not even water under the bridge yet. I'm still soaked. I'm still drenched in the water. The water hasn't even receded under the bridge yet. Well, let's go from one hot topic that gets your blood going to another. Uh, I was about to say, that one, probably eventually the out. viewers and eventually the listeners, they need to get an angry Charlie once in a while. So go ahead. What have we got? So probably within the next week, depending on how he does, maybe even the next couple of days, LeBron is going to become the all-time scoring leader in NBA history, which I want to stop right there. I want to say that's really cool. Anybody who can last that long and score that many points, props to him. He's obviously a gifted, great player. Mm -hmm. All right. But again, the whole Jordan-LeBron debate. It will always be a thing. All right. So first of all, before I get into some stats, because I brought the stats. Oh, yeah. I was about to say. Hot take, Jordan-LeBron. If you were picking prime either one, who are you taking? Who's the greatest? Jordan. Okay, why? And uh, first off, it's kind of hard to tell what is prime LeBron. <laughs> and uh, everybody's like, well, he was in his prime when he was with the Cavs. Wait, the first time or the second time? He was in his prime with Miami. Which season? And that the season that the very first season when he said, we're not going to win one. We're not going to win two. We're not going to win three. No, no, no. You lost in the finals to Dallas Mavericks. Congratulations on that. And then, no, then it was the following year you finally won that one. And your very first one. And then the following year, you repeated. Congratulations. That's two. Good for you. And that, But then he felt guilty leaving Cleveland. So then he went back. But And that's how he won his third one. And then he won his fourth one with L.A. So it's like, okay, come on. Let's think about this here. Jordan won all six of his with the Bulls. Mm -hmm. He didn't seek money or seek talent elsewhere. He stayed with an organization. Mm -hmm. It was a winning organization at the time. So why why go anywhere else? Right. And plus, I feel like the league at that time was way more competitive than it is now. Now it's like, how do I get to stamp my mark mm -hmm. in NBA history? If I don't go play with so and so, or even go play here and win a title, right? And I get balance, and that. So that's why I think Jordan is better, not just because of his, not just because of his stats or of his skill level. I think the NBA at that time was at its peak, and now we are seeing like a 
mm. falling from grace kind mm. of period, especially when ever since Kobe left, we are seeing a fall from grace. Kobe. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, it was only like what? I think it was this past week. Two years ago. This week. Yeah. Yep. This past week, two years ago, th three years. 2020. Oh, well, yeah. And that, because it was all it was all smooth sailing in 2020 until Kobe died. And then it was like all... It literally, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose after Kobe died in 2020. Huh. Thanks, Kobe. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I, I totally agree. As somebody who is, is old enough, and I am a millennial, okay, barely, but I am, <laughs> uh, but who is old enough to have seen... The bad boy years of the Pistons, all right? So I, I Bird, McHale, Thomas, all of them. I, I even remember Dr. J at the very end of his career, okay? He wasn't the same Dr. J as before, but no. I remember him. George Gervin, the Iceman, all of those guys. All the way through the 90s, you've got, you know, Prime Shaq, you've got David Robinson, you've got Hakeem Olajuwon, you got Stockton and Malone, you got Kemp and Peyton. Oh, I love Stockton. All right. You even got the the one-offs like Kevin Garnett. I'll never, never forget Kevin Garnett, all five defenders. I believe it was actually Boston that they were playing at this time. All five defenders collapse on him in the lane, and he powers up and throws one down. And I don't remember the commentator, but he's like, Kevin Garnett was no for human life just the greatest call ever <laughs> so much fun you know with with stefan marbury you had damon stoudemire all, all these all these great players in the 90s but the league was balanced yes i mean you had stockton and malone you had peyton and kemp all that but it was two players and then role players even the bulls yes i mean dennis rodman was a very good defender and rebounder dennis rodman was not a scorer no I mean, he could get some points if he absolutely had to, but that's not why you had him. He was a role player. But they, you know, and so I was talking online with somebody earlier today uh, who was very LeBron, and I'm I'm not anti-LeBron. I mean, watching that level of talent, I think, is is really amazing. There are a lot of things I don't like about LeBron's game. Mm -hmm. I don't like his lackadaisicalness on defense that he's always had. Mm -hmm. I don't like the flopping. Jordan did not flop. No. Jordan would knock you out of his effing way. Yes. Like he did not, or he'd just turn around and shoot a fade over. LeBron with the flopping, LeBron standing there watching people go by on defense. That that part I don't like, but the actual talent, the ability, the ability to score, I, I'm going to give it to LeBron. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer. That's awesome. And he's won some championships. But if you're going to compare, and people say, well, the, the game, the players are so much better today. You've got Durant. You've got Curry. Okay, I think you could argue that they're the that the top few players mm -hmm. are better today than they were in Jordan's era. You had Jordan, and then you really had everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Now you have LeBron, you have Curry, you have Durant, you have James Harden. So that top tier, maybe there's more in it. But if you take away those top players and the super teams, I mean, Curry won, but he won... With and without Durant, but Durant was on the team, right? Mm -hmm. With Clay Thompson, with even, you know, Draymond Green, which you say, well, he's not a top tier player. The dude's an elite defender. Oh, yeah. I hey. mean, you want to compare like Rodman, that's Green, only with a little bit more scoring. Mm -hmm. You know, then you've got LeBron going to Miami, Chris Bosch and D Wade. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and then you've got LeBron with Kyrie. Now you've got LeBron with Anthony Davis, and they won during COVID, but they haven't been able to win since. So 
the game top to bottom is not the same. Mm-hmm. The league was just so much more balanced, and Jordan beat all of them. I mean, if you're a super team, who do you have to beat? You have to beat the other two or three super teams. You're right. Well, that that's why I liked, uh, I, even though I did not follow, or I still don't follow the NBA, and that, that's why I liked when I heard the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship, mm-hmm. um, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I heard Milwaukee won, I was like, against Phoenix. Yeah. It was Phoenix versus Milwaukee. I was like, I couldn't believe those were the final Mm-hmm. teams i could not believe it i was like well wait a minute you're telling me that we do not have a final that includes steph curry or lebron james that's gonna make it watchable mm-hmm. and it was it was a good series too and you look at those two teams and you had i don't even know how to say Antetokounmpo, however you say his name all right but you had him mm-hmm. and then you had chris middleton who Chris Middleton, good player. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not Scotty Pippen, right? All right. You had Devin Booker, Devin. Yeah. All right. And then who? I mean, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a Chris Paul eh, role player who can still pass. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's not. He's not. You know, from the the Clippers days. No, Chris Paul. no. All right, so there's there's that aspect that yes, the game is different, but defense is different. Like you you cannot guard people the way they guard. In Jordan. Have you ever heard of the LeBron rules? No, right, because they don't exist. But you've heard of the Jordan rules, right? Yeah, the Jordan rules were knock the crap out of him and try and stop him from scoring. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, he still averaged thirty two, thirty five a game. Yeah, even with that, there's the LeBron rules. Because you can't guard like that anymore. No, it's the it's I, I call it the wussification of uh of the NBA because one, it's bad if you actually play physical defense and two, the refs baby baby you. Right. Uh-huh. And and then there's this aspect. So Jordan comes back out of retirement, which obviously, you know, that affected his ability to produce some stats going playing baseball. But he comes back and from from 1994, when he unretires, March of 94, until he quits the Bulls after that third championship in June of 1998, he played every single game. This is end of career, 35, 36, 37, 38-year-old Jordan. This is not the 25, 27-year-old Jordan. Mm -hmm. This is old Jordan. Played every single game. Do you know when the last time LeBron James played 82 games was? He's done it once in his career. Played all 82 games. 82 games. He did it once in his career. First year with the Cavs? No. No. It was it was when he was back with the Cavs. Oh, so it was his second go-around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only time. The last several years. And, and, and again, injuries play into this. Jordan didn't have injuries late in his career. He had the broken foot early in his career. Mm-hmm. Okay. Injuries play into this. COVID plays into this. But LeBron plays, you know, 57, 62, 64 out of 82 games. And some of those, okay, you take the injuries out, I'm going to give you that. If you're hurt, you're hurt. But how many times do we even hear him talking about we're not playing back-to-backs? Malone played back-to-back. Kobe played back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kobe with no cartilage in his knees played back-to-back <laughs> and still scores 80 freaking points on Toronto, you know? 
Jordan played back to back, so it was completely it was completely different. But here's here's the stats. Again, I don't want to take anything away from LeBron as an athlete, great athlete, and obviously he's accomplished some things. The guy's a champion. All right, and he's going to be the all-time leading scorer of the NBA. But winning percent, how are the stats? I've seen I've seen both play. Obviously, I'm a Jordan fan. Hmm. I was a Bulls fan as a kid, but I can respect greatness. But the argument is which player is a better player? Here's the stats. Percentage-wise, and this is as of just last week, okay? So the last two or three games not factored in. But Jordan won 65.9% of all of his games played. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. LeBron, not not too far off, but 65.4. Now, some people immediately say, well, LeBron's played more games. Right, but percentages are percentages. Yes, so that means he's he's played more, but he's also he's also by default lost, lost more. more. Yeah. All right, and he's lost a higher percentage, slightly, but a higher percentage than what Jordan lost. Okay. Here's the the rest of the stats: Jordan six titles, LeBron four titles. Now some people say, well, Jordan didn't win all of his playoff series. He got you know he got beat by Orlando the year he unretired. That's true. He got knocked out by the Pistons. Okay, but when he gets on the big stage, he's six and zero. Oh. LeBron is four and what six now four and five. I didn't actually look that part up, but he's definitely lost a few. Lost twice to the Warriors, right? Lost to, to lost to Dallas. Lost to Dallas. Lost to San Antonio at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lo- lost to the Warriors. I, I only know him losing to the Warriors once, and that and that was. I think that was the following year and that uh he's either he's either four and five or four and six that part that part i didn't look up he's maybe one. maybe he's lost two lost two to san antonio yeah i think he's lost two to san antonio so mv finals mvps jordan has six finals mvps lebron has four so he, you know perfect in in that category how about scoring titles Yes, LeBron has scored more points. LeBron has also played uh, 400 more games. Okay. Oh, Jordan retired twice, yada, yada. Okay. LeBron has bounced around to teams where he can be protected. All right. But how many scoring titles? We want to talk about who's the better player. Jordan had 10 scoring titles. LeBron won. Won. Mm All right. Regular MVPs. People want to say that he's the best player and this is the best era of basketball. Well, shouldn't the best player be winning the MVPs? It's true. All right, but Jordan won five MVPs, and I think you could argue that he should have won the year that Malone did. Because, again, they they won the championship, you know, all that. Mm. But Malone was a great player, too. James, four MVPs. So one less. So he's played. He's played more years. More years. All right. More games. More games. You're going to say he's played against better competition. Well, if you're the best, shouldn't you be winning over that competition? Yeah. I mean, that's defensive player of the year. Jordan's won that. LeBron has LeBron ever even been first team All NBA defense? No. All right. So that's that's a big one. Well, I was about because to say. you're going to score all the points, but are you making the difference on defense? Hardly anybody is. If you're a star like LeBron, right? Hardly anybody is. So, so that's huge. Points per game. Jordan averaged thirty point one points per game for his whole career. 
And that was actually brought down a little bit from his Washington years because he scored less. All right. LeBron, 27.2. Hey, 27.2 is nothing to shake a stick at. Don't get me wrong. Right. But we're talking about who is statistically, not emotionally, who is statistically the best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rebounds, LeBron does win here, 7.5 to 6.2. All right. Mm -hmm. But again, consider styles. Consider, Consider the athleticism. Did Jordan... Bang down in the post as much as LeBron does. How much has LeBron, as a Laker, played the four position? Mm. Right? Right. So there's there's that aspect. But yes, he is winning there. Steals. Jordan averaged 2.3 for his career. LeBron 1.5. All right. But that's not that's not terrible. No. All right. Turnovers per game. So you got the ball in your hand. Mm-hmm. You're the star. You're making a difference. Jordan averaged 2.7 turnovers per game. LeBron averages 3.5. Now, if you think about that in terms of points per possession, I mean, that's a whole other turnover. That's two to three more points. So even if you're – so consider the scoring differential. Jordan scored – Three points more a game, but then when you consider the potential, the impact of turnovers, that's a six-point difference, Mm -hmm. potentially, that you're making. All right. Free throw shooting. Jordan was an 83.5% free throw shooter. LeBron's a 73.5% free throw. He So your superstar is not the guy that you want shooting free throws in the clutch. Wow. And if you actually are an NBA fan and aficionado who has watched over the years, when Miami had close games and it was on the line, who did they put the ball in the hands of? Not LeBron James. They put it in the hands of D-Wade. Yep, Wade. When he was back with Cleveland and Kyrie and the games were close, who did they give the ball to? Wasn't LeBron. No, it was Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. In fact, in, in fact... Kyrie was the better player mm. that series when they beat the Warriors. And LeBron even said so. Okay. So he's not he's not the guy that you want in the clutch. Don't you want your star? Don't you want the best player mm-hmm. to be taking the biggest shots? All right. Obvious. Oh, I did put, put it down. He's four and six in the finals. Four and six. Okay. LeBron is four and six in the finals. Okay. James is six and oh. All right. Games. Jordan played 1,072. LeBron's t- played 1,405. So, again, 390-ish, some 80-ish something games more. Mm-hmm. And you say, man, you know, longevity. But, again, he's playing 50, 60 games a year. Jordan played 70-plus, and, and the last few years played all 82-plus mm-hmm. playoffs. All right. Now, here's the other thing. So, total steals. 300 plus more games, Jordan still has more steals than LeBron to this day. 2,514 to 2,175. How many again? Jordan's got almost 350 more steals in 380 more fewer games. All right. How about this? Jordan, now again, there's a difference in games, but Jordan committed 2,900 or 2,924 turnovers in his career. LeBron has committed 4,910, almost 5,000 turnovers. So you think, oh, well, he's a better passer. 
Is he, though? No, I was about to say, if you're going to say he's a better passer, then what's with all the turnovers? Because, okay, he he does average more assists. And I did not write this stat down just because I didn't have the paper for it. But he does average more assists than Jordan did. But if you average average six assists, but you average three and a half turnovers, then, again, your point differential, you're not getting six assists. Mm -hmm. Because for every assist, you're also, every two assists, you're turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. So you're losing that possession. All right, and then here's the here's the other thing: forty one thousand eleven minutes Jordan played. LeBron has played fifty three thousand five hundred and forty eight. Now again, props. That's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. But again, I'm looking at who's the best player, who's the impact player. LeBron has done that consistently, but. Can you really argue with the stats that he has been better at what he's done than Jordan was? I mean, no. Steals, turnovers, points, free throw percentage, defensive awards. See, that's the ki- that's the killer right there. In, I mean, impact on the game. Now, you take LeBron off of those teams where they win in those championships. I don't know. I mean, Wade won without LeBron. That's true. Had Shaq, who was not in his prime. Not in his prime, but still was a good team. Right. Uh, you know, the Cavs didn't win without LeBron, but, I mean, when Ky- LeBron left, Kyrie was gone, too. Yeah. The Warriors have won without LeBron. You mean Lakers. He's never or, been right. with the Warriors. Sorry, I was the, right. The, the Lakers, but, I mean, Kobe was but there. Kobe was right? there. Co- even without Shaq. Shaq was, Shaq was there. All right. You know, so Shaq was and was not there. Right. So the teams that he was on outside of the Cavaliers have all won like recently in in this era. Yeah. Without him. When was the last time the Bulls won a championship? Since Jordan. 1998. Yep. 1998. So even that as a quote unquote stat, the impact. About to say Bulls fans are feeling the effect, are are starting to go into the effects of the uh, New York Knicks fans. Well, and they've had they've had players like they had MVP uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, yep, right. Who tragically got injured, changed the whole trajectory. You know, they've had uh, Demar Derozan and and uh, Zach Levine the last couple of years, and they've been good. They've been entertained, but they're not championships. No, no, they're not championships. They have not been in that picture without Jordan. All those, all those other teams, even the Cavs. I mean, they're in the playoff picture. Are they going to be champions? No, probably not. No, but they got Mitchell now from Utah. I mean, they're they're a good team again. Mm-hmm. Is that's interesting. I mean, you don't hear too much about the stats. You hear more about the perspective, like people mm-hmm. who got who got to watch Jordan, people who got to watch LeBron, people who got to watch both, and then their their take on it. But then. Mm-hmm. On both on both players, but then to actually hear the stats and everything, it's like, well, there's your data. Right. There's your data. You, I mean, you want to talk about feelings, you want to talk about perspectives all you want, but you actually wrote down the stats to back up. Like, hey, here's why Jordan's better. Yeah, and and again, enjoy greatness because we probably won't see another player like that, like LeBron. In the next, you know, decade or so. I mean, there's nobody on the horizon that just has that much natural talent and ability right mm-hmm. now. I mean, not taking away from Curry or any of those others. They're great players, but just LeBron was special. 
He was. Mm -hmm. And and is he in the conversation for greatest of all time? I think he definitely has to be. I was supposed to say, he's probably in some realms in the Mount Rushmore. Oh, totally. But I think whether he or Jordan is the greatest is really going to come down to what criteria are you going to use? Because if you say who scored the most points, well, LeBron. Yeah. Who's won the most championships? Jordan. Jordan. Who scored the most points per game? Jordan. Who was the best overall player? Rebounds, assists, points? You could argue LeBron. Mm -hmm. All right. But can you, I mean, going back to the whole assist thing, you can argue LeBron has more assists. Mm -hmm. But but the turnovers. Exactly. The turnovers is what's going to kill that argument. Yep. For every every point that he gets credited from those assists, you've got to take away... Two points, even if you do half of them, you cut his turnovers in half, he still is right there mm-hmm. where Jordan was. So then then you're even, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, interesting thought, but we're going to see greatness. We're going to see history made. Yep. He's going to be the scoring champ and, and pass... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's a big... And you know he'll be there. A lot of people thought that never happened. And you know Kareem will be in attendance. Totally. I'm not... I mean, he did it as a Laker. Well, I mean, did you see... uh, Did you see what tickets are going to go for for (laughs) next Tuesday's game or whatever? I I can only imagine. 100,000. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it is the Lakers, and it is supposed to be at Crypto.com Arena. Dumb name. Yeah. How's that working for all you crypto investors right now? Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I saw that. Was it uh, the other day? Hundred thousand is like for courtside or something. It's like my gosh, I can only imagine what the nosebleeds are. Yeah, I mean, if you have that kind of money and that kind of life to be able to say I was there, I witnessed greatness. I mean, that's cool. But that I can watch it on TV. I, I, I would only ask is like how many credit cards did you put it on? <laughs> how how many credit cards did you use? Did you oh. use less than ten? I mean I mean <laughs> no. did you use one credit card to to pay off one credit card to use the other one so you could get the ticket or well if it's American Express, technically there is no limit. <laughs> Excuse me. Their CEO actually said the other day, he said, hypothetically, he was asked the question, you guys don't have limits, so hypothetically, could somebody go and buy a $200,000 sports car, put it on American Express credit? Because, yeah. And there's a reason why this generation is the most repoed generation. Don't do that, folks. Do not go buy a Porsche and put it on your We do not condone. Drop the Gloves does not share or condone the uh, concerns, wishes, or thoughts of American Express. (laughs) Nor will they ever be a sponsor. (laughs) But just the idea that somebody could do that. I mean, that's a real bad idea. But wow. So, yeah, why not spend $100,000? On Lakers tickets. Yeah. Or you could spend $100,000 and invest that and buy real estate. I'm just saying. Uh, coming from real estate guy. You know. Or invested in anything else. <laughs> Heck, invested in crypto. You probably got a better chance. Or invest in Drop the Gloves podcast. Beer. And I, I was about to we say, we, we need we need more, more beer. Beer fund. <laughs> I'm going to have to create like a Venmo account or something like that. There you go. All right. You ready for last call, Devin? All right. Let's do it. And uh, you want to pick? Okay. 
<laughs> what is it? What oh, are we talking about? Oh, man. Look at this deep right here. I don't know. Uh, Who are the two most influential men in your life? Oh, man. Most influential people in my life. Well, specifically men. Men. Because, I mean, yes. if it's just people, then, I mean, you almost always have to include your mom, right? Mm, right. But, but sorry, mama. So this is men, specifically gender men. It, it, that's what it says. All right. Nah, well, one is definitely dad. Uh, gotta say my pops. Um, Great guy, by the way. And uh, Yes. Who is really funny, but doesn't seem really funny. Really? I mean, you don't for, think he's not? You don't think he's funny? For the no, he just he doesn't look like a funny person. Uh, like for episode one hundred, afterwards we're sitting downstairs and he's telling stories and jokes, but he just looks when he's not talking. He's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like he looked like he was mad at me, and then he'd say something really funny, and I was like, that doesn't your expression doesn't fit, sir. <laughs> So it's a compliment. Uh, it's a compliment. Sorry, he's complimenting your pops. <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but de definitely, my dad. He's definitely taught me uh, a le a really good value and hard work, mm -hmm. and that um, dedication and uh, the importance of family. Um, let's see here. Second man. Second most. Uh, Man, that's tough. I mean, first one off the top of my head is my dad. Second one, I don't have a second one off the top of my head. Second there's one, dad, and then there's everybody. There's else. everybody else after. And I, um, I mean, grandparents. I only got to know both my grandparents at a young age. Um, none of them saw me go past like middle school. Uh, or I didn't get to know them any more than after middle school. Uh, it was like fourth or fifth grade when I lost both of them. Hmm. Um, man, I mean, I've had, I've had like, I've had coaches, but none of them were on that level for me. <laughs> and I, I really don't want to drag this out or anything, but I, I'm going to say there's dad and whoever second is on a tier all by themselves. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever that may be, I'm not going to say all the other men. You're just not as influential. I'm sorry. And that there, there was dad. There was also grandparents. And then there's everybody else. I'm I, I do notice that he did not mention his former pastor. Uh, well, you you realize you're not my only past totally, former past totally throwing him under the bus wow I, i'm I'm just teasing i'm you. sorry my lord i'm sorry my That's lord right. i'm sorry my lord i'm milking that for all it's worth no absolutely i get it i get it so well well done and uh your two oh my two. Oh, i didn't realize i had to go no no yeah oh, this, this is a group participation oh, thing <laughs> well I, again i'm gonna have to go with dad uh you know my, my dad a very unique individual you know, sports reporter, very career driven when I was younger, uh, most awarded high school athletic journalist in the state of Illinois history. I mean, just he he's been retired for like 10 years and he still gets inducted at Hall of Fames for stuff. It's it's sick, uh, but very, very talented writer and, and caring individual. So definitely props to him uh, in, in that regard and just 
and made my life awesome growing up. Even though my parents were divorced, you know, I he he was. I loved my life. Mm-hmm. I loved my life. So him, and then I definitely I understand the tear because there are a lot of people who have been very influential for me, you know, pastors, some coaches, but I I don't know that I can pick just one. Right. I mean, for me, I can say there are several that were like right there. Mm-hmm. But how do I separate who that second one is? I mean, my my pastor, uh, who's who was the best man in my wedding, I could say him. I could, I, you know, I could say a lot of people. My youth pastor, growing up, uh, my my high school coach, who I wasn't on the team, I wasn't talented enough, but I was the I was the manager, and he just included me. Made me my senior year. I was like an assistant coach for him with the freshman and sophomore. Uh, so I got to kind of live that dream. Very influential guy. So I've had a lot of really influential role models and, and people in my life, but I don't know that I could single out just just one outside of outside of my dad without really being unfair to a lot of other uh-huh. important people. That's a terrible question. I. Well, hey, it's out now. We don't have to worry about it for another future episode. We don't have to worry about it. That that yeah, he literally threw it at the trash can. I, I try. Uh, I throw it at the camera, and it, it's my it's my thing, and that I do with the with those last uh, last call cards is just throw it at the camera. Well, there we go. And, uh, it's just a little stick I do, but and uh, so after grandparents, you would definitely be in the running. Yeah. So that's why I'm the Lord. Yeah. So you you'd definitely be in the right because obviously you well also pastor but also the officiant at uh, mine and Mrs. Drop the Gloves wedding, so. which was a fantastic wedding. Yes, it was, and not because of me. <laughs> it really wasn't me at all. Beautiful day, beautiful memory. All right. And how long have you guys been married now? It'll be seven years this year. Man, that's flown by. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Devin, I think that's gonna. Do it for this episode. Hey, it's been fun, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Now I'm fired. Somebody else. And I, but I get it. You can come on whenever Just your schedule. I'll drink my handcrafted root beer. And, that, and get you some more coffee. Actually, I'm going to go downstairs and get more coffee. I was about to say, get more bourbon. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. All right, guys, that's going to do it here in the penalty box for episode 106. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Uh, Follow the show on Instagram at Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word. I am also on Facebook at co-host Charlie. So befriend me if you. uh, I didn't think it was really him. If you dare. (laughs) But it is. It it is really me. Thank you to our hosting platform, Anchor.fm. Thank you for 106 episodes strong. We are Their partner platform is Spotify. We are also on Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe and hit the thumbs up button. And if you're watching on Rumble, then hit subscribe and hit the like button. I'm co-host Charlie. I'm co-host Devin. And we'll see you guys next time in the Penalty Box. 